Okay, so welcome back. This afternoon I'd like to continue our tour of the five clinging aggregates. And just as a recap so far, we've touched into the first two in these afternoon sessions. We looked at material form, which includes the body, and feeling tones or Vedana. And last night, Julie gave us an overview of all five of the aggregates in the context of dependent origination. So this afternoon, I'd like to move on to the next two of the five, which are perception, sanya, and volitional mental formations, or sankara. And these are somewhat technical terms, but what I'd like to do is give you just a little bit of context to begin with so that we can then explore them together in our direct experience, first through some written exercises and then through some relational practice again. So first, the aggregate of sanya or perception. This term perception in this context just means the mind's, to cap the mind's capacity to recognize and to name what is being experienced. So for example, this thing I'm holding up now. Perception recognizes it's a bell. This is a hand. There's a computer screen in front of us. There's the sound of my voice. And this function of the mind is so automatic that most of the time we don't even notice that the mind is constantly generating this stream of perceptions. So even as you're sitting here now, your brain is taking in all the raw input of sights and sounds and smells and tastes and physical sensations and different types of mental activity and perceiving or recognizing, identifying and labeling and naming those experiences in order to make sense out of all the complexity of being a human being in this world. So on one level, perception is a crucial capacity to have. Without it, we'd have a pretty hard time functioning. The potential problems in terms of our project of releasing clinging, of coming to freedom, is that as soon as we name or label something, it's become a concept. It's become fixed and permanent and static. So... Yeah, a bell, a bell, it's a bell, it's a bell, it's a bell, it's just a bell. We stop taking in the uniqueness and the particularities. We just tell ourselves, bell, got it, move on. The other aspect of perception to be aware of is that it's this function of the mind that brings with it a sense of time. Because when we recognize bell... We do it by referring back to our previous experience of bell. So somewhere back in our history, we learned that this round metal bowl shape is a bell. And so next time we notice a round metal bowl, we recognize it. We recognize it as bell. 
So in some ways, we're never really seeing anything newly. We're always comparing it to a storehouse of previous experiences in the past. And at the same time, this perception brings with it a sense of I. I'm the one who's remembering that this round metal bowl is a bell. I'm in here perceiving that thing out there. My mind is recognizing it as a bell. And then usually going straight into, I like it, I don't like it, I'm indifferent to it. And also often all kinds of other mental fabrications about the bell too. Stories, associations, assumptions, narratives and so on. So very quickly we start to move into the next category, the next aggregate, which is mental formations, volitional mental formations or sankhara. So volitional formations and perception have a very close relationship. And sometimes it's actually hard to tease them apart. So if we're not mindful of, not, of what's going on, we can easily move from just recognizing bell to, oh, Tibetan bell. Oh, that was an amazing time when I was in India at the Tibetan Mon Lam prayer gathering a few years ago. Wish I could go back there again. What are the chances of that, though, with the state of the world? Oh, my goodness. Will anyone ever be able to travel? Blah, 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 blah. And we're off in this whole proliferation. So from that one example of going from Bell to Tibet to travel to the state of the world in a nanosecond, you might recognize, and again, probably from your own experience, how quickly we go from perception to constructing formations. So Sankara includes all the different mental reactions, emotions, and narratives that we construct about our experience. And it's often translated as volitional mental formations to highlight the role of intention in this constructing process. So our mental fabrications are not a given. There's an aspect of choice about whether and how we construct our reactions to these experiences. Otherwise, there'd be no hope of freeing ourselves. So maybe that's sounding a little bit abstract, but let's see if we can get a sense of perception and volitional formations in action and interplaying right now. So let's take the example of sound. Even as you're sitting here now, listening to me, this process of perceiving and recognizing words is happening. And it's quite freaky when you tune into what's actually happening here. So in my visual field right now, my eye door is registering little squiggles of black lines on a white piece of paper. And my brain is perceiving these squiggles as words, <clears throat> words to be spoken. So it sends a signal to my body to use the muscles in my diaphragm to push air across my vocal cords and to use the muscles in my tongue and my lips to form a particular sequence of sounds. Now these sounds are vibrating the air in this room <clears throat> and that's being picked up somehow by my computer it's being translated into digital something or others, being received by your computer and then 
being translated into sounds in whatever space you're in, which vibrate across the room and touch the auditory cilia in your eardrums right now, forming sounds for you at your ear door. And then your brain perceives these sounds, recognizes words, and strings them together in hopefully coherent sentences that then make some kind of meaning. So as Greg Kramer likes to say, my brain right now is wiggling your brain through this whole process of perceptions and formations and uh, the sense doors. But, and, the meaning that you're making from what I'm saying is not inherent in the words because the apparatus that's receiving them, i.e. each one of you, your bodies, hearts and minds are not blank slates. Each of you have your own life histories, your personalities, your conditioning. So the words I say are going to resonate slightly differently for each of you and will be colored, conditioned by all your previous volitional formations. So you remember that diagram Julie gave us last night of the past conditioning, the present leading to the future. So when I'm speaking whole sentences, that might not quite be so clear. But if I just say three separate words right now quite slowly, and as you hear each single word, see if you can notice the hearing of the sound, the perception of the word, the recognition of what it is, and then any also almost instant forming of sankaras, emotional or mental reactions conditioned by your own past history. Okay? So the first word, peaceful. The second word, pus, P-U-S. The third word, actually two words, post office. So did you notice just that basic, the sound and the perception of the word, and then the mind instantly adding reactions, associations, memories? Were you able to get a sense of that? Okay. So normally this process of perceiving and constructing happens so fast that we don't catch it in action. And also it's not one nice single linear strand at a time. There are probably obviously multiple feedback loops flowing into each other, constantly constructing, concocting, fabricating what we think of as reality. And in the center of it all, often creating a solid fixed identity out of that flux of changing experiences. So hopefully that gives you enough context for us to do a written contemplation now to explore these perceptions and formations in relation to seeing. And I'll talk you through it. But first, just to say these two categories are somewhat fluid. It's probably not possible to tidily separate out perception from volitional formation. 
So please don't get caught up in trying to work out if something was just a perception or whether it had morphed into a formation and whether perceiving that formation is a perception or a formation. The purpose of the contemplation is just to bring awareness to the constructing nature of the mind and, if possible, to have fun with this. Okay? Any questions before we begin?